friends. Welcome to World Build with us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with jackbooted juggalo, Chris Prunty. Whoop, whoop. Also, that was a mistake of my past. And I will continue to bring it up for every J episode. Every J episode. Yes, of course. In our last episode, we talked about nation states, introducing the peace-loving Path of Thorns and the forlorn yet vengeful Council of Law. We also introduced the new world-based famine that's devastating crops and the world's first schism and all the mayhem that those are causing. In today's episode, we continue our talk about nation states, adding a few more and introducing some historical events to the world of a thousand gods. Chris, before we can before we start today's episode, I would just like to say that we have been awaiting the construction that's right outside my apartment to end for the last 45 minutes to an hour or so. Mm, mm. Uh, And it's just not stopping. Not sure if you can hear it. Yeah, hopefully I will be able to edit it out. But man, there is some, there is a compressor that has been going on for hours and hours. And we just said, screw it. We'd rather create a podcast and get it out on our normally scheduled time which is Friday, and just get it out mm-hmm. and have it be done with. Yeah, it, we've been very consistent with our times. Friday. So anyway, Chris, today we were supposed to come to World Build with us with at least one nation state and some historical events. And I've kind of done that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. No big deal. It's not like I'm getting married next week. And it's not like I have finals and or not finals, but I definitely have papers to write and homework to do. And uh, did I? Did we ask for results or excuses? Uh, I believe that uh, you know excuses don't matter as long as you get results. And by God, <laughs> you're getting results today. All right. Um, I can't wait to show you my totally OC do not steal uh, nation state that I got for you today. I don't have a name for it, and it's basically half written, but it's not. As bad as yours is going to be. Wow, so go fuck ahead. you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so the nation state that I came up with, their god is a god of purity. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, already treading into dangerous territory. Oh, trust me, I thought about that. I, I wrote down some notes and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I really want to stay away from certain things. So you or do I want to go deeper into it? So you were going to go with purity and what did you end up going with instead? No, no. I did end up going with purity, but Mother I was going going with purity of mind, body and action. Okay, so we're talking about monks basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, I feel like everything that we've discussed so far, we haven't even alluded towards anything that could be monkish or uh more about perfection of body and uh yeah, and, and also I I just keep on listening to Wu-Tang and keep on... I, I watched a bunch of old kung fu movies. Yeah, it was just yeah gonna... that's totally fair. We we went and saw the RZA a couple of weeks ago for my bachelor party. And oh my God, was it fucking amazing. I want more movies that have the soundtrack and riff done by Wu-Tang. Yeah, and, and it, oh my God. Or just RZA. Just, just RZA, yeah, that's fine. It, it Although, sounds wrong I mean, now that I say just RZA. Whatever, he's the mastermind behind the Wu-Tang. He's the anyway. Abbey. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, Wu Tang Forever. Uh, moving back on to your, um, moving back on to your nation state. Yeah. So I wanted them to be uh, a group that was obsessed with purity, and I wanted it to be part of their rituals and part of their society. Is 
anything that you do, you should do perfect. So there's plenty of people who do things hundreds of times and constantly throw out their work or constantly uh, redo it. They're like, no, 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 it's not ready yet. And so their society has kind of, even though they're all about perfection, has halted because it's very hard to innovate when you have to perfect. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to, to be also a bit of a primal or a tribal-like society that cares about uh, perfection. Because if you do the basics perfect, that, that everything that they do, their simple lifestyle is also playing into the monk life. Okay. So they're, they're basically vow of poverty, like more or less, you know, like no riches or is everything they own like aesthetically perfect and like the best quality you're ever going to find. So yeah, they might be in robes and stuff like that, but their robes are going to last them forever. And you know, yeah. How does food work? Did they just starve? So I was thinking about that and how food could play into it, but I was thinking they don't eat out of luxury because luxury you can screw up. Whereas if you eat something that is just for sustenance, like some sort of... Uh, so we're going full Joe Rogan where it's like, I'm not going to eat carbs because those don't have a purpose. It's more a matter of how nutrient dense can I get my food to be the perfect physical specimen. Yeah. And then in, you know, not to get into it, but they're a nation of bodybuilders. <laughs> okay. Sure. I mean... Biohacking them bodies? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, I'm assuming they're intermittent fasters and uh, they're all keto. That would explain why sure, they're... Keto. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But really, one of the other things that I wanted to do is the OCD-ness of perfection and the fact that uh, they will do something over and over again to possibly no gain just because I wanted it to be kind of the, uh, no one fears the kick that you've done one time, but the kick that you've done 10,000 times kind of thing. You have been watching old Kung Fu movies. I have yeah. been watching old Kung movies. How do they deal with failure? Uh, failure is something that must be repaired with penance. Okay. So you have to go through a ritual of well, what did I fuck up? How can I undo this? Well, the, the reason I ask is because, I mean, perfection is all about failing a million times until the million and first you get it right. Mm -hmm. So, oh, you mean yeah. in, in trying to find perfection? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's more of when they think they've attained perfection and then they fall short that they have to do the act of penance. As for... So they, so they think that once they've achieved perfection and then they do it again but fail... That's where just like, my God was not with me. I was not pure of mind. I was not pure of body. Okay. I must purify myself. I must put myself into the mercy of my God so that he may bless me again with perfection. Okay, sure. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, continue on. Go ahead. And uh, I was thinking, I was, I was thinking that they would be very uh, insular, very isolated. Uh, they don't like dealing with other other groups or other people, mountaintop monastery kind of thing. Okay. Really falling into the whole monk vibe. Sure. And uh, one of the things that I wanted them to be is they are unintentionally arrogant. Not in the sense of they go to others when they when they do interact with them. And it's just like in the voice of you're doing that wrong. You're doing that wrong. 
they correct them, they help others find perfection. And in a sense, I took on the idea of the way that French will tell you how to do something. Sure. Or like, no, specifically no. cooking. Yes. Mostly everything else, but spe- very specifically cooking. Yes. Only in this sense, it's with other things because they're not too big about food. They're more about purity of mind and body and sure. not eating, not lusting after things. Okay. So, so in a lot of ways, they look at, like, let's say that they're visiting another country and they look at someone who's kind of fat and they're like, oh, let me tell you the ways of how to eat right, brother. But not even like, in, like, the insulting way, just like... Hey, do you want to get something to eat? Sure. Here you go. Uh, I made us some salad. It was just like, no, I was thinking of sandwiches. Like, given your weight, I thought that would be a bad idea. So I'm going to uh, give you these vegetable salads so that you may... Are they just... Is this just a country of mansplainers? Is this what you're about to tell me right now? No. They have the best intentions. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's nothing but nice, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I, I did want them to be... Since we're not doing the politics episode... They don't interact with people well. They like to stay to themselves. If they deal with others, it's more of a pilgrimage to just like, is anyone They're doing... They're straight up Shaolin monks. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm, There's this not a knock on this at all. I'm totally yeah. fine with having some Shaolin monks. So what? So I'm assuming, based on the movie that you and I watched recently, that there is probably 35 to 37 chambers, somewhere in between there. And uh, they're, I'm imagining, so they're, they're like up in the mountains and then they... Oh, I, I think you mean the test of perfection. Right, yeah. <laughs> so they go through the 36 chambers and uh, then they come out a God-pacted aesthetic. Is that what happens? Yeah. Okay. So to them, attaining perfection is attaining God-pact status. Yeah. Because right. you are worthy of perfection. So what does that... So if you're already perfect... What does the God Pact offer? It keeps you there. What does that mean? So imagine if you didn't really need to work out to keep your body fit. If you didn't need to eat to keep your body fed. If you didn't need sleep anymore. But but wouldn't that just engender like sloth and laziness? Not with these people. That's why you have to go through the test of perfection. Okay, so it essentially just, it gives you like a a basement floor level of your physical and mental abilities. I'm assuming that you are basically, so let's, let's say, but imagine someone who's passed all these tests. You are like an Olympic athlete who doesn't have to worry about maintaining. And I'm assuming that this lasts forever or until you die of old age, even though it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like you look 21 for the rest of your life. And you're like that physically fit for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I doubt that you die of like a heart attack. It's just... The only heart attack they die of is from the fucking five finger death palm strike. (laughs) Where it's like, oh yeah, that's the heart attack that you just You get five steps. Use them wisely. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Also, people shit on Kill Bill Volume 2 way too much because it's like, oh, he dies because of a special move that she learns. Like, dude, that's... You obviously missed the whole point. Of that movie, if you think that it's... Whatever. Moving away from that. Also, Paime is awesome. I fucking love Paime in that movie. Continue on. So speaking of perfect nations, what was yours? Oh, boy. Yeah, that is a great segue, Chris. Um, Yeah, I I actually have been struggling a little bit with my nation state. And I've got a couple of ideas that I kind of want to run with. But the one that I think I find the most interesting is a nation state that has 
had a history of political turmoil. One that essentially rises, falls, and then rises again. Kind of like yeast. Or maybe some kind of phoenix. I don't know. The god of yeast. Oh, man. Actually, and, and here's the thing. Um, my nation state is still kind of incomplete. I have a strong idea of what I want to do. But I was hoping that you could help me out with parts of it. Because I have an idea, and I'm not sure if I like it enough to go with it. But I was hoping that you... And maybe the listeners could help me kind of workshop the rest of it while we're doing this. Maybe you at home can help. Yeah. I mean, this is actually... So uh, tell me what you guys think if we should start doing this on Twitch. Because some of the uh, comments that I've received and some ideas that I've had in general is that we should record these shows live uh, with Twitch so we can allow for instant fan feedback right oh, away okay, I see what and you have them throw ideas at us and whatnot and then kind of create a edited uh, version that gets published a day or two later, which is typically how long it takes me for me to edit this. Would, th- would there have to be video? Yeah, I mean, we could do video. That would involve pants. Yeah. Well, I'm actually wearing decent pants. You're just wearing scrubs. And you know what they say. We scrubs don't want to no scrubs. Anyway, if you think that we should start uh, doing Twitch and stuff like that, please let us know. You can send us an email at uh, worldbuildwithus at gmail.com. Even if it's not about Twitch, if you just want to send us a comment or an idea, we've gotten a bunch of really great feedback so far. So by all means, send it our way. Mm. Anyway, back to my nation state. So I had this idea. I was I was doing some research. I read and I'm listening to podcasts and... I was thinking about this idea of the Inquisition, right? And I was thinking about this idea of Oliver Cromwell. And the two kind of mixed together for me. And I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Because in my mind, even with magic, I cannot justify... I cannot justify a god of secrets or a god of subtlety or something like that accruing and gathering power as long as there are warlike... Because in my mind, right... Because essentially what I was thinking of is what gets you an advantage will give you a boost early on, right? Like if you have, I mean, if you read something like Guns, Germs, and Steel, you understand that geography and the resources and materials that you have play a huge, huge role in how well your your country does in the long run, right? So that's in my mind. I'm like, okay, well, even with God Pact magic, right? Even with magic that dramatically alters how stuff works. You're still going to have to worry about warlike neighbors. You still have to worry about, okay, yeah, I I might be some kind of perfect God of engineering and yeah, my tools work better. That's not going to help when the God of fire is literally at your door, burning everything down. They're just, you know, like your perfect tools, making the perfect, watershed is just going to be the perfect pile kindling. Of yeah. It's the perfect kindling for them with that in mind. I had to think, I'm like, okay, well, how can we get some kind of more subtle, some kind of more politically motivated or politically machinate, uh, Machiavellian. Yeah. Some kind of political Machiavellian organization on top. Well, that would mean that they would have to watch a nation state grow you know, expand, become powerful, and then a coup happens. So in my mind, that's exactly what happens. We have some kind of early uh, warlike nation state, 
And ironically enough, my first idea, and I will, this will come into play later is to have it be some kind of fire related nation. The reason be- everything changed. Y- y- oh no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I had a backup plan. So, so, so we're good. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. But, uh, but th- that was my basic idea is to have some kind And again, I'll, I'll get into this later. So the basic idea is have this, uh, fire nation, if you will, rise up, become powerful because again, they have a natural advantage with their God pack magic. Mm. And then once that's, once that's over, uh, or, or rather once they've grown to the point where it's, Oh, I don't know. Like they're kind of comfortable and they're, they're, they're a series of weak emperors, not even necessarily that, but I mean, it's hard to constantly expand, right? So the idea behind it is they're going to reach a point where they're growing so thin that no matter how much territory they take, they're still going to be weak. They, they still can't cover all of their land, right? So the idea is at that point, there is another faction that comes in and it a coup happens. The royalty or, or rather the, the priesthood, the, well, yeah, the, the nobility and the, and the priesthood are scattered which means that the fire nation loses a lot of its religious identity. And over the next generation or two, I would say one generation that that coup starts to purge uh, remnants of the fire God from their nation. And so you start seeing, so that's where the inquisition comes in where it's not just a matter of, okay, we've, we've retained, we've now gained power, all hail the new God it's a matter of no. Now we have to seek out and snuff out the remaining or the other uh, Fire Nation people who are still loyal to their god and whatnot. So I liked that aspect of it. I liked the idea that this and, and again, this forces a kind of change in the mindset behind the people in power, where they are scattered to the winds. They're forced out of their homeland, and now what was once an incredibly warlike people are now like, okay, we're going to sit down and we're forced to negotiate with our neighbors for peace and safety. So we're not immediately tossed back into our old homeland and persecuted. So they start, there's some diplomacy happening and they're basically forced to learn social skills for the first time. And it Mm. tempers what was once some kind of really fiery or aggressive spirit that they once had. So a bit more smoldering. Right. Uh, for example, and again, I hate you going for, I, I might be going for something that's not fire, but because <laughs> I said fire, everything changed when the fire nation attacked. among other things. Yes. But anyway, going back, uh, getting back to it, I'm thinking that this event happens. And then I'd say less than a genera- less than a generation. This is probably about 15 to 20 years at most, right? They come back, they have allies and they reclaim their previously cooed upon, um, uh, homeland <laughs> and ne- and something happens. Maybe the God itself was damaged or, or harmed, or maybe as a result of uh, maybe as a result of all that's happened, they're like, yeah, you know what? We didn't need it before, but your help and everything, we're going to divine coalescence now because we think that we have changed enough where this is more to our benefit. And so it went from the god of fire to the god of ashes. Oh. Yes. 
So, so that's my general idea that I have behind it, but I'm still not satisfied with the God Pact and necessarily... So you, you really combine, like, the history, I feel, and the nation. Oh, yeah. that's uh, That was kind of my intention with this, okay. because I wanted to go with a historical event. Because, again, I, I'm a big history nerd. I love, 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 love history. I mean, anyway, yeah. I love history, is my point. <laughs> And I wanted to kind of infuse some stuff that I find interesting or, or at least noteworthy. And again, if we're looking back on the time period, I mean, 1642 is when Oliver Cromwell's rebellion happens. And that's basically the time set that we're looking into. And then you look at the long lasting implications of that. I think that's fascinating enough to see. And I'm like, you know what, let's do that, but like have it reversed where we see the nation has already changed into something that's been tempered. Plus I like the idea that this is basically going to, this is going to be a larger empire that's going to be at play and it's going to have a lot of mm. kind of fingers and political machines, so to speak. I also like the aspect of going back to the inquisition and the fact that they're being rooted out. I would like for it to be almost like a mysterious thing of like either assassination, people are pointing fingers at each other, which means uh, political groups do not ally with one another or investigate what's going on. They're like, oh, no, no, it's those people from the eastern border uh, assassinating those from the south. Right. I, I and, and the other thing that I didn't really kind of have in mind was what happened to the old or the regime that started the coup. Because I'm imagining that this is some kind of secondary city with their own patron god. And they're just like, hey, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity. Now is the time to strike. And for a couple, for a while, you know, you have these separatists and they have their own abilities. And, you know, they, they don't do a terrible job of running the empire. Uh, but it's more a matter of they come back and like, what was their god pact like? What happens to them? I think that that's kind of the, that's where I didn't really have a chance to brainstorm or anything like that. And I also don't know what kind of God I really wanted to go with, with the, because again, fire and ashes is interesting, right? Mm. I like the idea of it. But what turns fire into ash? Uh, God I mean, of wood. <laughs> no, it goes out. That's, and that's the idea behind it is that this fire essentially got snuffed. And so what happens is it comes back in it's, you know, it's, it's kind of an, it's ash. It's not necessarily as powerful, but it doesn't mean that it's not dangerous. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be effective. That's the general idea that I had, but I think, and also because I'm like, look, we talked so much about fire in our first episode. We had to have some kind of new, I mean, we had to have some kind of fire God at yeah, some yeah. point, but my, but my, but more, more seriously, I did want to, I, I wanted to think about something more interesting than that. Because I like the idea that we have some kind of god of strength or war or might, and then it gets beaten and it comes back and it's changed. I wanted, I wanted something that is warlike but tempered. I wanted something that is now no longer just all about ferocity. It's all, it's it's all about cunning now too. So it goes from strength to tactics, that kind mm. of thing. And, and again, I'm just unsatisfied with fire in general. Like, I want something else there. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is a cool idea. It's just that there's something that's not sitting right. It's it's like it's an incomplete idea, and I'm missing something there. I see what you mean. Uh, I could see that maybe part of it in the fact that you were talking lightly about uh, the God of Secrets. Uh, 
secret is unknown. Secrets are uh, darkness, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Darkness mixed with fire. I could see ash being born out of that or uh, a smoldering fire of some kind. Well, actually, now that... I also, mean, the Inquisition coming in, the assassination plots, the secretive nature of this other group. Eh. I, now, With that in mind, what we could do is have something that's basically like, okay, this was fire, and then it's maybe it wasn't a... Um, okay, so, so maybe what we're working with here is when the when they come back to reclaim their homeland, when they come back to take back the crown, maybe they're like, yeah, no, I'm yeah. We're not going to cause an inquisition anymore. We see that we're beaten, but we'll give it back to you bloodlessly. No problem whatsoever. You just have to create a divine coalescence with our God. Suing for peace. Yeah. And I think that, and the tempered fire goes just like, yes. All right. No, no, it's not even that. It's more a matter of like, look, you, it's, it's quite likely that you will fight and win. However, look at what we've done to the kingdom. Look at what we've done when you're absence. We can create a deal here. And it's kind of like a coerced kind of like, yeah, go ahead. Do you want to fight a few years of guerrilla warfare, of trying to snuff us out, of trying to find every cell each time just springing up in another corner? Or would you like to come to the table where we can discuss things? Oh, man. And I imagine that this is possibly even some kind of grand scheme. Like, this is This is why we plan. did it. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. This I'm, more, this I'm more excited about. If it's a forced divine coalescence and this is all some master plan. And just, so... Just as planned. Oh, man. And not only that, I can see, like, the new king being crowned with, like, this crown of ashes... So it's like a, it's a literal crown that's just kind of vaguely smoking and there's like embers and stuff. Whereas before, I would imagine it was like a full flaming crown making it look super badass and all that. But now it's like he looks so dour and he looks like he's got like just a fucking moody face on. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm more I, into I, this idea I also now. like the the word play of it just like oh what are you going to rule over the ashes ooh okay yeah that's fun that's fun right. okay problem is ashenborn ashes we're going to have to figure something out well, that's where you could just add the smoldering fire or the or the oh. kingdom of embers hold up actually kingdom of Ember, kingdom of embers sounds really cool shelve that Let's think about, I I want that to be like a nickname maybe because I want the fire people to come back and be like, look, we'll do the divine coalescence, but we're keeping the name (laughs) because whoa, whoa, whoa. We need title headed. We'll we'll take, we'll take the coalescence. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally okay with this. Okay. This is, I I like the spoken Stream of consciousness. It's always a good way. Yeah. I mean, I, I had this idea and I'm glad that we kind of workshopped it. I'm glad that, th- again, this is partially why we do this podcast is because making this stuff up is super fun and bouncing yeah. ideas off of each other is part of the fun that we have with this. Anyway, so so I, I did, you're right. I did kind of roll my historical events into my nation, which I thought was what we were doing. That's fine. No, it's okay. Mine... You can see where mine came from in this. Don't worry. You'll, I can easily bring it back. We can work at bringing it to Let's, it. Okay. I, I have another historical event. 
as well. But we're going to do that after yours because it's something that I feel like we've been missing. So let's go with yours first. Go. So we have talked about rituals that fail. We have talked about how people are sometimes worried about doing them because they might not work out. I wanted to do it as not just one that failed. Catastrophic failure. Yes. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's see uh, what we got. Unfinished, unfinished ritual. Something that was never completed. And not only did it leave all of their... Uh, oh, this sounds awful already. Yes, this sounds of, awful already. It left all of their followers stranded with no hope because their god was no longer there to protect them. Because their god was stuck in the midst of the ritual. And it is in a, now a torturous form of undeath and life of where it is trying to complete this, but it can't. And it, so it keeps on like surging up and trying to do what it was meant to do and defend its followers. But now its followers are dead, but the ritual is still unfinished. Is this, is this some kind of a God of time? So it's literally caught in a time loop type thing. Oh, that is good. I had not, I was literally not thinking about what kind of God it is, but good. a God of t time would work. I actually like that because... And that it, makes its followers now also trapped. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's way more interesting because they're they're also stuck in that same eternal loop. Imagine, holy shit. The it, enemy or whoever they were fighting is also trapped? No, well, maybe, but I'm just thinking, imagine that person who's living in that time loop and they've watched themselves age and die and then be reborn multiple times, like basically forever the psychological toll that would take on you. Like you're, you're not, even if somehow some great magical thing happens, it's, it's basically like, Oh yeah, we fixed it. You'd be insane, but they wouldn't even be people anymore. They just yeah. be bro horribly broken. Oh man. Okay. So this is obviously some monument somewhere. This is like a dead city. That's basically being played on repeat, right? Yes. Okay. Continue on. This is super cool. I uh, like this idea. I want it to be that, the last moments, the death rattle of the city and everything in it is just stuck on replay in, in a way that this... Evil Groundhog Day. Evil Groundhog Day where no one can change and Correct. nothing can change. But it can be observed and it's just oh, so man. people can go there and look at it and just be like, oh my God. And imagine, I, I part of the other thing that I wanted to do since it was now that we're doing time is maybe slow-mo where it's playing out again and again and these people have to live through it and people have to witness it and that is also why it's become a thing because now people fear rituals because you have this example oh and you can watch the ritual get fucked up over and over again oh man. okay so here's the thing too you know what i'm thinking of now i'm thinking of in the future like now it's a horrifying like okay you watch it right What's to stop it from becoming a tourist attraction? What's to stop it from being essentially another Pompeii? Mm. Because people go and like, yeah, look at all those dead people who were snuffed out in Vesuvius and whatnot. What's to stop that from happening? Is there, is there a possibility that anyone who now approaches it and starts to be gets involved sucked into it? also gets sucked in? Yes. Yes. Okay. I would like that. And no matter who gets sucked in, the outcome always seems the same. Yeah. Because even if you go in with the intention of finishing or ending the ritual, okay, that's a very cool idea. That's a very, very cool idea. I mean, it, it in, in terms of history, it, it instills fear into, you know, people's 
And yeah, I wanted the uh, the atom bomb moment for the rituals of where people are just like, this is not something we do lightly. And that's not something that you come back from, literally, mm-hmm. like in this case. <laughs> okay, that's a really cool historical event. Yay. Okay, here's my second historical event, besides the ones that I kind of built into my nation state. We do not have a war. We, we have battles. Oh, oh We have okay. skirmishes. We don't have a war yet. And I think that's really important because I don't know if you've ever read a history book before. It's mostly peace. There's a couple of wars in there. I've read a couple here and there. There's a guy wrote a book, something and peace. It was a long one. Didn't actually finish it, but I'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with war. Tolstov, I think his name is. I I can't remember. (laughs) No, seriously though. We, I, I think that we should really, talk about how war or at least let's talk about a war that's going on because we don't have one yeah and also and it will also be a great segue into politics because right because our next episode is going to be about politics so this is actually something that i was workshopping because we have our nation of the feast and famine right so we have the empire of feast and famine and they had a huge advantage for being the first divine coalescence Hmm. I want to keep it that way. And I also want them to be a really long lasting empire. And only now are they starting to wane. I see them as an empire that lasted and have reached their apex and have reached the large or the, the, they're the Ottoman empire. That's exactly the correlation that I had before. Did you read my notes? No. Okay. (laughs) I also like history. (laughs) No, but yes, that's exactly the idea that I had in mind is that they're the Ottoman Empire. Sick man of Europe. They're 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 basically extremely expansionist and not only that, but they're also they're also pretty good at um what's it called? They're also pretty good at the administration side of of empire building. So they allow autonomous states to exist. Like the Ottomans had Egyptians and they're just like, yeah, do whatever yeah, you do want. Do your thing. Just pay your taxes. Oh, wait a minute. You're you're trying to... Okay, now we're going to come in with the army and snuff you guys out. I want it to be like that because in my mind, Handassa is also part of the Empire of Feast and Famine. But they're left semi-autonomously. Yes. And they get benefits from that. Just like, oh, look, technological advances, you know, because we let them do their thing. Right. And not only that, but Handassa gets... Um, Security. Security because they don't have to worry about, you know, military force. And more importantly, they also get exotic materials to work with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're going to create an like a monument to the Empire of Feast and Famine. But at the same time, we're going to be getting rare materials that we can then craft and create new engineering projects with. Uh, Just going to want to put a pin in this. What is the Empire's name? That that's something that we should... The Empire of Feast and Famine. You think it would just be that? No, I think that we'll come up with something better. But again, this is not the place to be. I know, I know. It's just names. more of. I think this is placeholder name for now. Placeholder name. Yeah. Untitled uh, Goose Game. Uh, oh my god, have you played Untitled Goose no, Game? No, I haven't. It's so fucking fun. Oh my god, dude. It's it's great. Lauren and I have played it. It's it's super fun. So you want the the first God War? Because I I want to believe that maybe. Oh no no the second God War. Why the second? Because the first God War, they had reached an uneasy peace where people were like, all right, yeah, we don't need to fight. And then the Divine Coalescence, and it was just like, oh, I have an advantage. I'm going to fuck you all up. Well, no, I'm not even talking about that because I'm, I'm 
like I'm assuming that the Empire of Feast and Famine has had has created expansionist wars already. Yeah, maybe they, you know, they go in waves. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, no, 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 but, no, but seriously, I, I can totally see that being a thing. But in my mind, I was thinking that there is some other counterforce that is existing that is essentially, that's acting as a bulwark to the rest of the world where the Empire Feast and Famine starts to, you know, slowly creep in. There's just this wall that they can't seem to crack. And initially, I was thinking that it could be our Empire of Ashes or the Kingdom of Embers or whatever. But in my mind, I'm like, because what stops total expansion from nations? It's other nations that are also trying to expand into their territory or it's a lack of resources. Mm. You know, it's like the Romans never stopped expanding because they thought that the people would, you know, grow restless. And they always thought like, oh, well, as long as we have more territory to expand to, we'll always have, we'll have something to rally around. Right. Empire of Feast and Famine is very similar. So I guess, okay, I guess, yeah, we are talking about those, those wars at that point. What do we, what do we want to do? Oh, actually, the, the other thing I might want to think about, the Council of Law that you created the last time, I can also see them acting as some kind of a bulwark to the rest of the nations as well. I Go ahead. actually was seeing this to go into politics and everything, that the Council of Law would work kind of like a League of Nations, or at least help pave the way towards that. Not so much that they had it, but they're just like, all right, we all need to have a place where we, we agree upon these things. And they write the first uh, God Versailles treaty. Okay. I, actually, that is that is a better idea than I had. That, so, oh. yeah, I can... I No, no, I, I like that. I, I like that a lot. It's kind of like the first non-aggression pact, so to speak, you know, where this is where we start to see the beginnings of, you know, like, hey, let's do this behind closed doors so we can talk about how we're going to divvy up expansions and stuff like that. Especially with the fact that uh, they, especially with the fact that they aren't looking for more power, they're just like, yeah, can we open up a precinct in some of your? We'll ob- obey whatever laws that you have in your nation. Mm-hmm. We we just want to keep the peace. Well, they don't even have to be followers of our god. We'll just have one of our priests there to be just like, yep, all's above water. So so who's the so who's the counter or who's the other? half of this conflict then because the god of feast and famine is going and just consuming city after city i mean they're not consuming it like you know the the apotheosis would but they're consuming it by or subjugating i suppose is the better idea i believe it would make more sense that if say they don't understand the divine coalescence that it wasn't well known that it would then have to be somewhat like the Council of Love, where a bunch of gods got together and made an alliance of some sort. Okay, so so now you're talking about. Okay, I, I like I like how this is. So the divine coalescence, essentially, the first divine coalescence, mm-hmm. essentially sparks what we know as nation states today, where it's like, oh, we have to form alliances, otherwise we will. What just the hell fall. are they doing? Right. Why are they so powerful? What can we right. do? All right. Um, Hey, we've been friends. Uh, Want to form? We've been neutrals. <laughs> I've I've been aware of your existence, and I haven't put a sword through you yet. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, some of it is uh, alliances of convenience. Others are where they are alliances of 
hey, we we are a similar vein. We we agree upon these things that we're both gods of wa I'm a god of rivers, you're a god of oceans. Do you want to be defeated and subjugated? No. All right, cool. All right, so so that's so that's the inciting incident is, you know, the divine coalescence and then the expansionist war that begins as a result. Mm. Again, where do where because part of what I wanted to create with war is I wanted to create rivals and I wanted to create oh we hate them. Just like how kind of like Greeks and Turks hate each other. I want something like that in our nation state. Maybe not as vicious, because man, that's that's pretty well, bad. Think about it. Though there were these gods that brought the god of feast and famine to a standstill, other nations started to see it just like, well, I don't want to be the one odd out. So, hey, you, me, you want to ally? Hey, I noticed that these other countries by us are not uh, becoming any sort of alliance. What if we were to expand and take their land? Right. Yeah. And, and okay, so you're thinking that it's going to be unrelated. I let, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. So who are we aiming for? Are we adding more nation states? Are we... Because, I mean, we have... What do we have already? We have your monks. You have Council of Law. We have the Path... The Honestly, the Path of Thorns doesn't exist in this timeline. It's a fair... I, I think that the Path of Thorns is fairly recent. Recent development, yeah. yeah. So what are you thinking? I don't know. I guess some... Uh, one of the other got nations that I was thinking of doing... We could, we could do one nation state again. I feel like we need to populate this world with some nations. Okay. So yeah, do you wanna do you wanna call it here and then we'll come back next episode? We'll introduce a our nation final... state and politics. Yeah, we'll introduce our final nation state and we'll do history well, we did history this time, we'll do politics next time, and then we're kinda just whip stitching it all together yeah. as we go. Cool. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. All right. Woo! Oh man. War is exhausting. And I'm glad that we got to do the whole like Kingdom of Embers thing together. I, I think that it, was yeah. really fun, yeah. Again, this is why I love doing this podcast, is just this, exactly. And for some reason, I suddenly want to play Dark Souls. Oh, man. I love Dark Souls. Oh, it has Bloodborne going, by the way. Just great. Yeah, you beat Gascoin recently. Yeah. Chris is, sorry. Chris is going through Bloodborne for the first time, and it's just make, I'm shedding a tear of joy with how happy it's making me, because it's one of my favorite games. I've probably played it through at least five times all strength yeah he's going all strength which is what i did i mean i, I started axe and then went to um the kirk hammer and i don't think i ever went away from the kirk hammer except maybe to fuck around with the logarius wheel oh is that the saw blade looking thing no 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 that's the whirly gig is what oh that's the called. wheel yes yeah it's like it's like break upon the wheel type shit yeah. okay yeah. i can see that so where are you in bloodborne just farming the executioner. Are you still? I haven't. Hey, I'm still thirty hours. All right. So, wow, that's very loud. Well, it's all right. So yeah, yeah, that, it's gotten even worse. Yeah, the the uh, the construction outside has now gotten worse, and I think that's a cue for us to end the podcast. I feel like we've done a good job. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do Bloodborne Corner next episode as well. Bl Bloodborne Corner. Yeah, Bloodborne Corner, and we'll see how Chris is doing with that. What ten year old game now? Ow. It's, yeah, it's pretty old wow. now. Yeah, they're announcing PS Five. So yeah, yeah, wow. exactly. Wow, that game is so good. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm Rob. This is Chris. We have been World Build with us. If you have any questions, comments, you can always email us at 
worldbuildwithus at gmail.com. Or you can actually uh, shoot us a message on Twitter. Uh, that should be Let's World Build and at Let's World Build. We don't post on there often, but we're there. And uh, yeah, until next time where we're going to get political. Uh, we love you very much and we'll see you then. All right. Have a good day and much love, homies. Oh, also, ooh, ooh. if you could send Chris all sorts of shit about Bloodborne, that would be great. Just like mock him for how bad he is at it. I am not bad at it. I'm 27.